This program contains adult content. Is there a God? A big atheist. Really? What, am I an idiot? Come on. That yes, it would be nice if you could throw your sins and your responsibilities on someone else. But it's not true. It looks like far-left lunacy. I don't believe that it's true that religion is moral or ethical. You don't need to follow anybody! It's not human intelligence! If someone doesn't value logical consistency, what logical argument are you going to give them that will demonstrate that they should? Hello and welcome to the Godless Revolution. Today is Sunday, April 5th. This is episode 287. I'm Dan Ellis. I am Ryan Duffy. I am not Ryan Duffy. (laughs) Are you sure? (laughs) How the fuck are you guys doing? I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm doing good. Uh, still almost life as usual in this apocalypse. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, I still get to actually go to work. Yeah. And, uh, come home from work and make stuff. (laughs) <laughs> well, and you're, you're what, like 45 miles north of Salt Lake? Is that about yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. I'm a, uh, from my house to your house is almost exactly 50 miles. Yeah. So you're, you're about that far away from the, the most densely infected areas of the state, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm in the middle of it. How, how's the infection rates there around you, Matt? Um, I, I just, I think it's just over a hundred. Just over a hundred is all. And you're also right about 40, 40 to 45 miles, but south of me, right? Yeah. Some, some, something like that. South. Yeah. 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 And here there, it's much more restricted and, and I think people are taking it a, at least a little bit more seriously. I took the dogs out for a walk. Oh, what was it? I think Thursday evening or Thursday afternoon after work and ran into a bunch of people like you would have no idea that anything wrong was going on at all. I I took them to, you know, we walked around this local park by my house here and there were like old people out playing tennis on the tennis (laughs) courts there. And there was a kid's birthday party at a house on my way there with people coming and going and signs out in the yard and the kids all playing out in the yard together and the parents all mingling together and hanging out. And I'm just like, this is bad. You guys are dumb. What are you doing? What's going on? Well, they showed that video of down there in Orem of those people sitting out there at that apartment complex, just playing volleyball, just having a good old time. Dude, I, I live right across the street from some brand new pickleball courts. And people have taken caution tape from around the play area in the park and are now using that as a net to play pickleball. <laughs> oh, my God. So they're taking the things that were meant to keep you out of the area and using them to sport. Yeah, there's there's a whole bunch of signs and caution tape saying all the courts are closed and everything, but... That's you know, ridiculous. People in there with their fucking BYU shirts still playing. <laughs> Good God, and and we're approaching like two thousand deaths a day now. Yeah, and I think God, I haven't even looked at the numbers for a few days. I know Ryan, you sent me uh, a message on Facebook. I think with 
when we hit in the U in the U.S. We hit a hundred thousand cases and yeah. became number one, and that yeah, well, was yeah. less than a week ago, I think. Yeah, and right now at this moment we're at three hundred and thirty thousand with uh, nineteen thousand new cases today. <laughs> don't worry, I don't have it. Oh, uh, <laughs> uh, we're at ninety four hundred deaths, and there's nine hundred ninety six deaths so far today. Pretty grim news, man. Yeah, we've been averaging in the last couple of days. We've been averaging between thirteen and fourteen hundred people dying. I just don't understand why the president hasn't issued a, a nationwide isolation. Oh, know. it's called re-election. Yeah, but but that still doesn't. I, I still don't understand it. Like I, I've been talking to Tracy and family members and stuff. And I don't know if I've mentioned it to you guys, but, you know, I honestly thought like I know Republicans are assholes, right? Like they don't they don't typically align with what scientists are saying because science is bad and of the devil. But I thought for sure that they would and they want to maintain power. Right. So I thought for sure that they would at least have the wherewithal to understand that having you know, tens of thousands, possibly hundreds of thousands of deaths on their hands is a bad look. It's, it's not conducive to them remaining in office, to maintaining power, to having the head of their party, you know, win reelection. But it doesn't seem that they understand that or that they think maybe it's not as bad. Like maybe they are just rejecting the scientific stuff and think it's all just fear mongering. I don't know. I don't think that they they're gonna they're gonna take it as their fault. I mean, it's just an illness, right? So they're looking at it from like the libertarian view of of freedom. You know that we're not gonna and power. You know we're not gonna bow to this thing. We're gonna still live life as normal and not and not let the illness win. You know we're gonna still do everything we want to do and not not take away our freedoms based on. This one, this one, you know, I think it's more of that kind of a view. Yeah. And I, I just sent you a video, Dan, on Facebook that, uh, might highlight part of the issue with the way people are fucking acting with this shit right now. Um, it came from CNN, but what this lady says in the video, uh, just speaks volumes to Trump's base. But anyways, in the video, the, uh, he asked the lady, like, well, aren't you afraid of like, giving the virus to other people. She's like, no, everyone here goes to this church. We're all good. We are bathed in the blood of Christ. We're all protected. So we don't need to worry about it. We're all bathed in Jesus's blood. Yeah. And the church said, oh, we're following proper social distancing guidelines, but the news wasn't allowed in the church. And he, they filmed from the street, like zoomed in at the church door and everyone's hugging shaking hands there's no social distancing going on there's old folks young folks folks infants kids it's like this is why religion kills uh, literally because well and and to to go back to a little bit to what Matt was saying with the you know it's the libertarian ideal of oh uh, you know well don't don't tell me what to do i want to be able to maintain my freedom whatever not understanding yeah. that you're also part of a society and what you do affects other people who also have to live around you yeah. and so when they're out doing shit like this and possibly carrying the virus themselves and spreading it to other people without even knowing that they have it because they're asymptomatic 
they're they're potentially killing other people because they're fuckheads who just don't yeah. seem to give a shit about anybody else but themselves. Yeah, there was there was the story of the uh, uh, bus driver in Detroit that had made a video saying he's like you people need to fucking take this stuff serious he's like i was a lady came on the bus today and she was coughing and hacking not coming up her mouth and she just wasn't being respectful of anybody the dude died a week later oh great the bus driver it's like did he get in an accident no he died of the coronavirus (laughs) (laughs) i mean not to be dark but i almost wish he died in an accident Instead of dying of the virus, that lady coughing on him that had no respect for anybody else probably gave him. Because they don't take it serious. Yeah, I know Utah is one of the few remaining states that doesn't have a statewide order for lockdown because our governor hasn't issued one, though he probably should. Should. Uh, I think there, what did I say? There were like seven states that don't have an official lockdown yet. Uh, Iowa and four other states, North Dakota, South Dakota, Nebraska, and Arkansas don't have a statewide order. And then there are seven states being Wyoming, Utah, Texas, Oklahoma, Missouri, Alabama, and South Carolina that have at least one city with shelter in place rules. Uh, other than that, the, the other 38 states have full lockdown orders coming from their governors. But Utah gets to be counted in among, you know, the great states of Texas, Oklahoma, Missouri, Alabama, and South Carolina. Those progressive bastions of of rationality. (laughs) Yep. Before we started recording, I went to the grocery store. Uh Once a week visit to the grocery store Mm. uh, to grab some food because I was running low. And uh, there's a sign that says only 100 people allowed in the store at a time. Parking lot's full, and there's nobody monitoring how many people have entered or exited the store at all. So I'm like, how do you even know how many people are in there? Nobody's keeping track. And the store was full. It's like, yeah. huh? Yeah, I know the Costco. The Costco here in Murray, uh, they're only allowing a hundred people in the store at any given time, and you know they they actively monitor people as yeah. they go in and out. And you know, the last time I tried to go there. There was a line outside the door up and around the parking lot for people waiting to go into the Costco. And I just needed to get a prescription. So I just went in the exit and the, the guy standing there at the exit was like, Oh, excuse me, sir. And I'm like, yes. And he said, well, oh, can I help you? And I'm like, well, I don't think so. I just need to pick up a prescription. He's like, Oh, okay. That's fine. Like he, he wanted to make sure that, you know, I wasn't just breaking the rules and sneaking in to go and do my shopping or whatever, which is good. They should be doing that, but I don't know, man. It's just, and and we're not even at the peak yet, right? This is, I, I think what is most disturbing about Utah and these other states not having a statewide lockdown is that, like Matt said, they're, they're waiting until things go bad which is the exact fucking wrong thing to do. You yeah. should issue a lockdown before things get bad so that they don't get bad. That's the yeah. whole point of having a lockdown. Right. Yeah, it doesn't do any good if you wait until it's too late. Yeah. It's literally too late. It, it would be nicer if the outcome was, well, why did we get locked down? Nothing happened. Said like, right. oh yeah, we should have been locked down because shit's happening. 
Yeah, I mean, when you, when lives are on the line, you want to be as cautious as possible, you would think, but so many people don't seem to understand that or get it. And I think we owe that in large part to our federal response to this, mainly coming down from on high, the fucking idiot who's in the White House, who keeps contradicting the scientists who are telling him what is the best course of action. Yeah, and... The uh, the doctor that's telling him what the best course of action is uh, has to have an extra security detail on him because people want him dead because he's not saying the same thing the president's saying. Yeah, because he's not praising dear leader enough and has the gall to actually contradict him within seconds of the president saying something stupid. Yeah, it's I mean, that's that's it's like that's these the people they it's like they really do just worship Trump like they think he is oh yeah Christ returned God. or something. <laughs> He's a total messiah figure. I mean, why do you think he wanted it back open on uh, Easter so he could be the messiah? Have all of our beautiful churches open and people attending regularly. I just think it would be a beautiful thing. It would be beautiful. It's wonderful. Look, our economy has risen. Did you guys happen to watch the John Oliver? uh, I think it was the most recent one last week where he was talking about basically the way that we're handling our federal response. Or, or not, or not offering or not. A, a very good federal response is that, you know, you have, you have a couple bad things that could happen. It's that so many people get infected and so many people die and that your economy is ruined. And the president is trying to make this argument that by, you know, self isolating and people losing their jobs and it wrecking the economy, that's really bad. So we should stop the lockdown and let people get back to work. But then you're trading one bad outcome to get two bad outcomes because not only then would you still have a ton of people sick and dying, you'd have more people sick and dying, but then those people who are sick and dying will also have a crushing impact on your economy. So it's not just that you may have a temporary lull in economic activity and a bunch of people unemployed for a while. And then, you know, eventually things can return back to normal. But then you're trading that outcome for an outcome where tens of thousands, potentially hundreds of thousands of more people die and your economy still suffers for an even longer period because you're yeah. too short-sighted and fucking stupid to understand how things work. Mm-hmm. And but just think of how much he's going to be able to say when this is all over with. Be like, look, record job creation, record <laughs> low uh, unemployment. Mm-hmm. Look at this now. Well, like, he's, yeah, he's already doing that with people the- are dead. With the economy, right? Saying, oh, yeah, the Dow Jones had the biggest the biggest upswing in the history of the Dow. I think it, it's happened a couple of different times since I'm president. Yeah, it has. It's had, I think, of the 10, uh, of the 10 highest increases in the Dow, I think five or six of them have happened during Trump's presidency. And the top 10 downswings in the economy have you know, I think seven of those have also happened during his presidency. Yeah. Like it's these wild swings up and down yeah. because n- the market craves stability. Right. And he's the mm-hmm. most unstable president we've ever had. Yeah. It's absolutely volatile. And that's, that's how you get those massive upswings, especially what multiple is by having big crashes. You know, you don't, it doesn't, it doesn't go from nice stable highs to, record you know record upswings right that that's not how it climbs it's it's got to be climbing from the bottom you know yeah yeah which is what has happened is that you know he'll go out and say something 
horrifically stupid that sends the market tumbling. And then the next day he'll say something that seems somewhat like he knows what he's doing. And so the market rebounds and he goes, look, look how great the market is doing because of something I said and did. Okay. But you're ignoring the shit you did that made it go bad in the first place. Yeah. Yeah. Super frustrating. All right. We have a bunch more news things. There's just, there's so much news that I don't, I don't even know what we'll be covering. We'll get, we'll get to some of it after this little break. All right. Hi, this is Regina Tippetts. I'm a licensed professional counselor. You can find me at Secular Therapy Project or rctcounseling.com. And you're listening to The Godless Revolution. This thing is kind of mesmerizing since Mr. Judd lit it up. Look, see the right, look at right there. It looks like a burrito. Where? Let's see, it's moving. I'm not seeing burrito. I actually see a face there, kind of. Maybe John, Paul, Beatles or Getty. I see the Pope's face. Pope John Paul II, he was in at the turn of the century, infallible, obviously, but great at apologizing for historical bad stuff. All I'm seeing is a lot of shiny excrement. I'm sorry, guys. JP was one of the good ones, too. Wasn't even a Nazi in his youth. I mean, I'm just not sure a Pope would choose to appear in shit. Wouldn't he pick, like, motor oil or pancakes? Honestly, I see his face. Maybe I'll see you later, Mr. Pope. Since I guess I'm the only one who can. Rejoining the Godless Revolution podcast now. Okay, we're back. So what have you guys... I, I know you're both still going to work. I'm still working, but I was mostly working from home anyway. Now I'm just working from home all the time. I don't have to go into the office on Tuesdays, which is good because it was kind of stupid that I would have to go into the office on Tuesdays anyway. I've mentioned a few times that, you know, ostensibly we were told that we need to go into the office at least one day a week so that we can mingle face to face with our coworkers and build some camaraderie that way, you know, do some team building stuff just by way of, or just by nature of interacting with people in the flesh versus a disembodied text voice. or voice on the phone or, or through emails and stuff. But yeah, useless. <laughs> <laughs> well, and it's like, I don't really work with anybody here locally anyway. So me yeah. going into the building, you know, where I was going into before, I would not see anybody that I actually work with. They're all just other people who work at the same agency. And so for me, it yeah. was a waste of time. But you guys are still going to the office and stuff. I know, Ryan, you kind of have to because it's your first responder. Yeah. And Matt, you're you're still doing it because I'm the governor hasn't <laughs> offered anything. And Yeah, I'm essential, I guess. No. Uh <laughs> I mean, the one, the one plus side is that we keep everything super sanitary, which is nice. I mean, but yeah, we really shouldn't be there because we do work in super close quarters with strangers. You can't so, put them in a bubble and just have them stick a limb out of the bubble. Yeah. I've, <laughs> I've seen some of those videos where like the tattoo gun is like on a stick, you know, broomstick and they're tattooing from across the room. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's just a joke. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, can't do that. Well, I'm just, so. I'm, I guess I'm kind of surprised too that people would still be going in to get a tattoo right now. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm booked up till May, man. Like, you, May. 
like that that i don't know i guess i'm surprised and not at the same time like i would i would have imagined that people would not be scheduling like like they've canceled elective surgeries everywhere because yeah. they don't want that close contact and transmission of bodily fluids and everything but people are still scheduling tattoo <laughs> tattoos which yeah. seems just very strange to me but we're well, also I think the surgery thing too is that, I mean that could take up a much needed bed for someone else at this time yeah yeah there's that like if something goes wrong during the surgery then that or or even if it goes right, but you need some time to recover in the hospital, that, yeah. that takes up a bed and the attention of hospital staff. One of the things that I've been really that that I've thought was strange and probably needs more attention is the number of hospitals who are not only running out of supplies, but are not taking care of the people who work there. Like the the hospitals who have record profits year over year and are staffed with admin you know administrative heavy top level people who make a shit ton of money and get great bonuses and yet yeah. they haven't prepared the staff who actually works at the hospital they haven't prepared enough to keep those people safe the people who do all of the actual work in seeing patients and caring for patients and taking care of people the the administrative staff at those hospitals have let them down in not having adequate supplies for this also, right? Like, sure, we should have some much better leadership coming down from the top at a federal level, but at the same time, you would think that hospitals who are on the front lines of this would have been better prepared themselves. Imagine that. People at the top who don't know what the fuck they're doing. <laughs> yeah. I, I would also think that, like they would find a way to be able to test the people at the hospital more frequently. Like the actual employees, like, cause you keep hearing about stories of like, Oh, doctor's getting sick. Nurse is getting sick and dying. I read one story where the nurse actually had to trick the hospital into testing her for the COVID-19. It's like, you think you'd want them to be protected, but you're, I mean, it's probably kind of difficult, but yeah. Have they changed anything about, uh, where you work, Ryan. I know when we spoke a couple weeks ago, uh, you said that you guys are basically just self-isolating in your rooms. Yeah, pretty, well, yeah, we're still self-isolating in our rooms, but now we all got uh, uh, special identification stickers put on all of our IDs, where if we do not have that sticker on our ID card, we are not able to enter the base. Uh, and now when we enter the base, they're going to take our temperature each time. Oh, really? So if, if you're coming on base and you're running a fever of any kind, you won't be allowed on base. Wow. Now, Hill, the Air Force base, is doing the exact opposite. Their business is normal. They made everyone on base uh, essential employees and everybody came back to work. I was like, are you shitting me? Wow. I'm like, our base is a lot smaller. Like, they're shutting everything down in our base. Uh, see, the, the child development centers closed. The schools are all closed. Daycares are all closed. Everything's closed that can be closed. And now they're going to be like, oh, you're not essential to be on base. You're not coming on base. Yeah, it wasn't until uh, I believe on Friday that the IRS here in the state finally shut down all IRS buildings. Um, yeah. You know, they, they previously had just been encouraging people to telework. 
you know, that if you could telework, you should, regardless of whether your manager had given you prior okay to do so or not. And then, you you know, trying to make sure that everybody had all the necessary equipment so that they could telework. And then, you know, canceling the once a week requirement that you go into the office and basically limiting it to essential people who actually had to be in the building who were not able to telework for one reason or another, whether they don't have the necessary equipment or they don't have a space to do it at their home or they don't have uh internet connection that is capable of doing so. Whatever the case may be, they still had people going into the building. And I believe on Friday was the day that they issued an order closing all of those buildings and basically furloughing people or, or telling them yeah. that they can have uh, emergency disaster relief um, leave while this is going on. See, and it sounds like uh, Hill did the exact opposite thing. Like, oh, we can't. We're having problems getting it. The ability for everybody to be able to telecommute to work, uh, getting secured networks set up for them. And they were, it was too much of a task to set all that up. So they just said, come back to work. It's too much of a hassle. Why don't you all just come into work and we'll deal with sickness and death as it happens? Yeah. All of about 30,000 of you that work on that base, just come back to work. We're going to make all of you essential so you're allowed to work. Yeah. Bullshit. <sighs> it's not bueno, man. Nope. Not bueno at all. Um, how are you guys doing with the isolation? Are, well, I, I mean, it sounds like you're both still going to work, so you're seeing people on a fairly regular basis. Um, I mean, for me, work sucks. Yeah. Like, we can't hang out. So it's three days of literally like sitting in a prison cell being like, hey, is anybody in the kitchen cooking? Okay, I can go cook right now. How are you guys coordinating that between each other? Pretty much walk in the kitchen if there's more than two people in there, you wait. Yeah. I'm just saying, sorry guys, uh, hurry it up, would you? Yeah. And we can't have anybody in the station. So, like, we'll still get people coming by, like, hey man, I need this. Like, you can't come in. Sorry, we're closed. You didn't get the memo? <laughs> the contractors are still, like, doing small jobs and stuff on base. Yeah. But, I think yeah, I've, it's- I think I've only left the house, like, to actually go anywhere once in the last couple of weeks and that was to go to the store like four days ago yeah. and that, and i think tracy's left maybe twice and that was both times just to go to the store taking yeah, the dogs for walks and stuff but yeah Which yeah i'm surprised gas prices haven't dropped like the demand's got to be a lot less price for barrel is crashing our gas prices are still the same well you know trump said that he spoke to his good friend MBS to have him reduce production that he talked to MBS and Putin so that they could hopefully work together because I guess they're not getting along very well right now. And Trump was hoping to get MBS to slow production so that the prices would stabilize and, and gas prices wouldn't go down. Well, I want them to go down. (laughs) (laughs) Well, consumers, consumers of oil. Sure. They want the prices to go down, but, you know, Trump has a lot of friends who own oil companies and refineries and stuff like that who want the price of oil to to go up, not down. So, now did you guys see the uh, what the owner of Texas Roadhouse did? 
I know I saw a headline, and I'm trying to remember exactly what it was, but no, I don't remember. He gave up his CEO pay for the year, so that, that way they'd have more money to pay employees. Well, that's very good of him, I guess, for a year. I mean, till it's over with. Yeah. But on the other hand, Jeff Bezos is starting a GoFundMe for Amazon. Is what now? Jeff Bezos is asking for donations to hire more people to work at Amazon. Uh, what? Yeah. Asking yeah, for donations to hire patience. people? Yeah. The isn't he like one of the wealthiest the people on the face the of the planet? World. <laughs> he could sell one of his billion dollar yachts or just not buy another billion dollar yacht and he'll be just fine. Yeah. I've not heard anything about this. Oh yeah. It was uh last week I saw where it was oh, maybe 2 weeks ago now where Amazon was asking for donations. Let's see if I can't find it. That's nuts. Yeah. I saw a tweet the other day that said, if capitalism's so great, how come every 10 years it has to be bailed out by socialism? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh. Yeah. <laughs> well, and we don't, you know, we don't have a purely, I mean, of the two systems, for sure, we're much more a capitalist society. And yeah. I think, I think it takes probably a blend of a bunch of different ideas to actually keep things moving smoothly and equitably. Oh, but. I know, but that, that kind of nuance takes the comedy out of a tweet, though. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, here, here's the article from March 24th. Amazon CEO Jeff Bezos faces backlash after publishing a relief fund the public can donate to for the contract for his uh, contract employees working during the COVID-19 pandemic. Amazon relief fund was created with a $25 million for the e-commerce company to assist it employees and partners, specifically those who are responsible for the necessary task of delivering all the products consumers order across the U.S. Yeah. Oh, awesome. Well, it's Yeah, he got you know, thrown into the fucking dirt for because it's like, are you fucking serious, dude? You're the richest person in the fucking world and you set up a relief fund for your own company. Wow. That's like that's like Walmart you know out telling its employees how to file for uh, WIC claims and stuff like that. Yeah, <laughs> like we don't we don't pay you enough, and here's uh, how you can you know go to the government for assistance because we won't pay you enough money to lead a normal yeah. life and be able to support yourself and your family on, with a with a job that you have here. You'll need some outside assistance. Yeah. Yeah. Eh. Amazon is worth one trillion dollars, and Bezos himself is worth one hundred and fourteen billion. Jesus. Uh. Yeah, we. So here, like I said, Tracy and I haven't really gone out for anything other than to go to the store a couple different times, um, and we've got family scattered around, and uh, Tracy's family, her siblings, and and mother. We've been having. Uh, chats uh, every so often, maybe a couple times a week, where we all just get on Zoom or Skype or whatever. And I've I've set a camera in our kitchen and have hooked up my laptop to the TV in there. And Tracy and I just sit around. One night we played uh, Yahtzee with with Tracy's <laughs> brother and, and sister in law. 
played Yahtzee with them uh, through through uh, online meeting, and uh, we then we've got a family chat where we challenge each other to shots and and do like <laughs> videos and you know just some kind of communication to make sure that everybody's still doing okay. Uh, Tracy's mom had taken her little chihuahua out for a walk the other day, and apparently a Great Dane jumped the fence out of its yard and went and attacked Tracy's mom's chihuahua, and she had to take it to the emergency vet. Um, Tracy's daughter, Danica, works at this uh, veterinarian clinic where Tracy's mom took her tiny little dog who, you know, had puncture wounds on both sides of her abdomen from being in the jaws of this Great Dane. Uh, apparently, there were a couple other people who came running over and helped pry uh, the tiny dog out of the Great Dane's mouth and all of that. But So that's that's been a thing Jeez. lately that we've all been chatting about. And then Tracy's mom, when she went to, you know, she was trying to help her little dog. And, of course, the dog is scared and injured and lashed out and bit her mom on the finger. And now it looks like that's gotten infected. and. She doesn't know what to do. And then, and then I think I had told you guys and everybody else, our listening audience that, uh, Tracy's mother had been suffering from, uh, oh, fuck. What is the, it, some, it was like a, two or three months ago when she was sick. Yeah. And she's having recurring bouts of shit. It's some kind of infection. I can't remember what it is having to do with your, with your bowels and digestion and stuff. Fuck, oh, I, I just call that the shits. I can't think of the name of it right now, but it was really bad. Like she's been hospitalized a few different times for it. And before COVID-19 break breakout happened, uh, she was planning on scheduling a fecal transplant as, Ooh. as the final solution to try to help get over this illness that she keeps having, rebounds for and ending up in the hospital for and once this all came out now they've told her that they're not scheduling elective surgeries like that so she'll just have to wait and so she's been having to stockpile antibiotics um to stay on those until the outbreak ends so that she can eventually go back in and have this fecal transplant done to help fix her issues and she's terrified that just, that's I, not going to happen. And you know. I just, I just got to say this, though. Hmm. When I first heard of fecal transplant, I was like, this can't be real. This has <laughs> got to be like some medieval, like, 12th century medical practice where you're putting someone else's shit in your ass. And I'm like, oh, no, this is real. Oh, yeah. It's like, we, we haven't found any better modern medicine to fi- fix... Uh, the bacteria in your gut besides the bacteria from someone else's gut. Yeah. It's, it's kind of weird because, um, even the, like the people at the hospital, you know, the, the doctors and nurses and everything that her mother has been chatting with about this. And, um, I think it was Tracy who had suggested it to her mother as a possibility of, you know, helping to correct whatever issue she has. I, I can't believe that I can't fucking think of the name of it that she's got. Anyway. Ulcerative colitis? No, it's, it's some kind of, inf- it's, a, it's like a nasty infection. Oh. 
um, but in your bowels. Anyway, um, yeah, all of the all of the staff at the hospital they all know that it is an effective treatment and that it works. Yeah. Apparently, in over ninety percent of like over ninety percent of the patients who come into them with this particular ailment who have a fecal transplant, it has solved their issue. Right? They haven't returned with the same issue after the fecal transplant, but insurance companies still don't recognize it as a valid and widely adopted therapy for this particular illness that people have, that it's, that it's still viewed with a skeptical eye, even though almost everybody in the medical community does recognize it as a valid and life-saving treatment. It's just weird. And that's the insurance companies lagging behind, of uh, course, everything. And I, I get it. I mean, they want to make sure that the things that they're paying for and, you know, having their their members go and have done to them, they want to make sure that it's something valid, that the insurance company didn't allow some quackery to happen that was injurious to their to a person who is covered through their medical insurance and, yeah. and their company. but. Right. At the same time, it seems like this has been around for a while, and there, I, I, maybe it's just a lack of studies on it or what. I don't know, but I mean, I've heard of people getting it, and then when I first heard about it, I was like, "You got to be literally shitting me!" Yeah. <laughs> Hi, this is Christine Stenquist with Truce, together for responsible use in cannabis education. If you're interested in medical cannabis in Utah, follow us on our social media. Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Truce Utah. If you're interested in donating to our awesome nonprofit, go to truceutah.org. And thank you so much for listening to the Godless Revolution podcast. Wow. Huh. It's like a screenshot from the Bible. So when does this caca uh, papa appear? Any second now. It's every 90 minutes. Yeah, you can set your watch by it. Although I prefer to use the onboard ah, time. Ah, there he is. Bless you. I wish I could kiss his ring. You see it, Billy? The descent into barbarism? Yeah, I can see that clearly. The Pope, I do not see. No, I didn't see it either. But I can see the joy that his face puts on their faces. I don't understand. Joy? It's a, it's a human emotion. It used to be quite popular. Thank you to everybody who has rated the show on iTunes and Stitcher and are following us on YouTube, Twitter, and Facebook. And to all our Patreon patrons, you make the show possible. So, have you guys watched Tiger King yet? Yes. No. <laughs> uh, Matt, you gotta do it for Carol Baskins. <laughs> yeah, actually, the the internet here at the house crashed and was down for a few hours the other night. Which is terrible, right? It's, and it seemed yeah, like it was a cascading failure because I think it started down in your neck of the woods, Matt. And then I'm guessing that what happened. So it's, it apparently the initial results or initial reports of the internet crashing happened around Utah County. And then, oh, yeah. And then it migrated to Salt Lake County and then Davis County and then Weber County. So. It seemed to me, just watching this play out on on Twitter with people reporting their internet outage through uh, the fiber company that I use, was it seemed like it must have started somewhere in in you know the South Valley in Utah County, and 
their backup systems failed over to what I'm guessing were servers here in the Salt Lake area. And then they couldn't handle the increased load of everybody being failed over to that. And so took that down and migrated stuff to northern Utah, which then crashed all of that as well. <laughs> huh. Just not being well, able to handle the increased load of, of everybody sitting at home and right. streaming shit and trying I'm, to communicate reading, with people. Speaking of Tiger King, though, I'm reading some disturbing breaking news right now. Oh, yeah? Um. From the Associated Press out of New York, a tiger at the Bronx Zoo has tested positive for the coronavirus in what is believed to be the first known infection in an animal in the U.S. or a tiger anywhere, federal officials and the zoo said Sunday. Yeah, wow. Four-year-old uh, uh, Malayan tiger and six other tigers and lions that have also fallen ill are believed to have been infected by a zoo employee, the U.S. Department of Agriculture said. The first animal started showing symptoms on March 27th, and all are expected to recover, uh, said the zoo, which has been closed since March 16th. Wow, so it was human-to-animal transmission? Human-to-animal transmission Weird. of the coronavirus into a tiger. Wow. So, I wasn't worried about our dog, because they were saying, oh, it's not going to, it's not doing a, you know the backwards from humans back into animals, so don't worry about it, but that's kind of scary, having it you know, being well, transmitted back to an animal. I don't know if yeah, that's, I know tigers and dogs are different, but yeah, that's interesting. I, I know, um, I saw Jen peoples had posted, a an article earlier today saying that a bunch of people were abandoning their animals thinking that, yeah. um, they could possibly contract the virus through their animals. And so they were abandoning animals at record numbers, which, you know, abandoning your animal is, Never a good thing to do. No. Um, especially at times like this. Like, like there's never a good time to do it. And doing it based on specious information or, or just, you know, a purely fear-based motivation isn't, is probably even worse than abandoning, in, abandoning your animal at any yeah. other time. So that's interesting though, that the human to lion, was it? Yeah, it's a lion. It was, uh, a lion, well, they said a tiger and a lion at the uh, Bronx Zoo. Oh, wow. They said, they said we just tested the cats out of an abundance of caution. And Why the fuck are cats it? being tested? <laughs> and well, humans. <laughs> yeah, really. Yeah, it's, that is true. Like, there are, our lions are sick. Let's just grab some tests for them. <laughs> well, and maybe there's a different test that they can use on animals that isn't valid for humans. I don't know. Yeah. You wouldn't think so because you're still looking for the same virus. Yeah. The same pathogen. Yeah. That's interesting, so, though. I hadn't heard that. Yeah, this just was published at 4.05 p.m. in New York, so 4 o'clock in New York, yeah, just two hours ago. Yeah. Well, and I know some people are having a really hard time with the self-isolation and being cut off from the rest of humanity, and it's... I, I understand it for sure, you know, that we're a very social species and yeah. we're social creatures who crave interaction with other, with other human beings. Um, it hasn't seemed to affect me a whole lot yet. Um, what's weird to me is that I've noticed that it seems to be attracting, affecting Tracy more than me. Like she seems to be more down and a little depressed and a little more frightened of everything 
and, you know, craving and missing interaction with people other than me. And I'm not as much. <laughs> it's I just, mean, it's weird to see that role reversal here. It's taken that norm. Like, I know, like, Tracy going out to eat with friends and stuff, like, just that being gone, it's like a part of your normal life, the things that you enjoy doing being gone, uh, having to deal with that. Yeah. I mean, technology is great to be able to bring people together in a way that's um, the only way you can do it right now. I mean, you could have a dinner party over Zoom or Google Hangout or whatever. Or Yeah. Well, and I've seen a couple of heartbreaking posts from uh, some personal friends of mine who I know are just big time social butterflies and you know, they're, they're single people who are social butterflies who love just getting out and mingling with the public and their friends and, you know, going to concerts and bars and activities and dinners and all that kind of stuff. And now they can't. And, you know, there are a few of them who also have allergies to pets. So they're single and they can't go out anymore and they don't even have any pets to help keep them company and are just dying of loneliness in their homes recording videos just talking about how incredibly lonely and sad they are right now and that's heartbreaking to me because i know a lot of these people personally and it's like i you know i wish i could be there to give you a big hug and tell you that it's gonna be okay but that's just not a possibility yeah well it's like i kind of got a little bit of like a ah last night when my phone goes off saying Jim Jeffries in two hours. It's like, oh yeah, we can't go do that tonight. No, yeah. yeah. But I still had that reminder set that we're going to go see Jim Jeffries last night, and we can. Yeah, all kinds of shit being canceled. I mean, I wonder how long it's going to take us to recover from this. I don't. I, honestly, I don't think the country will ever be the same. This this is something that I mean, we haven't seen anything like this in over over a hundred years, right? I mean, the last thing. Yeah really comparable to this would be the 1918 uh, flu pandemic. Which which was a pandemic because they hit it. Yeah. They, they weren't talking about it. They were, they were keeping it locked up. Well, and what's, nu- what's nuts to me is that we live in the age of the internet and digital information that is spread instantly across the globe, and yet we're still making a lot of the same stupid fucking mistakes... Yeah. You know, we, we have this great communication device, this great communication tool, information dissemination available to us, and we're telling people what's going on, and a lot of them still aren't believing it. And I, again, I have to point my finger back at the White House and the fucking clown who's running everything as a huge detriment to the rest of society, not just in his house or his city, his state, even his country, but the entire world, because we are a global civilization these days. And we can see that with as quickly as this is spread across the globe, that he's a fucking menace to everybody. He's a danger to every sentient form of life on this planet. Yep. Including apparently lions now. <laughs> I'm gonna start calling him fucking Carol Baskins. And the sooner we can be rid of him, the better. Oh, that. <laughs> but ah, yeah. But we'll have to wait until November to hopefully have that happen. What kills me is that his fucking approval numbers are at like the highest they've been. Yeah. Oh, I think he'll get reelected. Crazy. I just. I know. I know you're not worried about that, Dan, but I think he will. I just don't. I don't. What the fuck? 
how how is that a thing? How is it a thing that his approval numbers have gone up during this? I don't fucking get it. Solidarity. Ah. But 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 solidarity Damn how? Shit. Like I don't I I I I don't understand. Like we have one of the worst outbreaks. We have the largest number of cases in our country than any other country in the world. We're rapidly turning into you know, having tens of thousands, possibly hundreds of thousands of deaths here in the United States and his approval numbers are going up when we've got people, you know, governors across the nation saying how terribly his administration is handling this, even Republican governors complaining about the federal response and his approval numbers yeah. keep going up and I don't understand why. Well, your argument has a critical flaw and that is that it depends on Americans being informed. Ah, uh, that's true. Like, I stopped watching the president's daily briefings. I'll actually watch Como more than I'll watch Trump. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. And, and I'll read what Fauci said, because he makes sense. <laughs> <sighs> We're just, I don't know, man. I just, I don't know how how much longer this is going to have to go on. I don't know how bad it's going to get. It's I'm going guessing, to be worse. I mean, this this last week was pretty bad, and it's going to get worse than that. I'm guessing June or July. Yeah. Personally. Uh, if they're forecasting the peak of this to be mid-April, uh, you still got the downslope to get, get, over, get, get through. And in the meantime, we've still got a ton of fucking religious idiots who think that it's perfectly fine to congregate in large groups and go to church and do their regular worship shit. And yep. in the meantime, they're just getting everybody sick because of it. Yeah. Making hospitals in a central place uh, in Florida. Then you get the Florida governor who's like, I just heard that this can be dormant. You can be asymptomatic. I didn't know that. It's like, motherfucker, we've all known that for like two months. Yeah. Yeah, I think fucking dipshit. Was that was that DeSantis? I, I thought that was uh, Kentucky governor. I thought it was Florida for some reason. Well, I know DeSantis has had a terrible response to this as well. I oh, mean, yeah. he's been taking cues from Trump, yeah. and and he's a fucking racist idiot also. But uh, I think it, I could have sworn it was the Kentucky governor that I was watching on the news the other day saying that. You know, we just found out that, you know, we just found out this week that this can, you know, be transmitted by people who are asymptomatic and they can have it for, you know, up to two weeks and not show any signs and be transmitting it to people all that time. And that's a very frightening thing. And so we're going to, you know, change how we're doing things here. And it's like, no, we knew that in fucking January, you stupid yeah. motherfucker. Yeah. And then saying that's, that he just found out when he was personally briefed about it, you know, yeah. more than a month ago. Yeah. And just lying to the public about it. That's, that's, that's a whole other level of assholery. Yeah. I wonder what next year will look like because I, I saw that Dr. Fauci said this might become a seasonal thing. Well, and he's worried that it, that we may have a rebound, you know, that after we get over this initial hump, that people are so eager to get back to work and back to their regular social lives that we'll see another increase in cases again. You know, if we, if we, release people from self-isolation too quickly. Yeah, that's why I, that's why I think it's going to be closer to July because 
you can't be like, oh, numbers are dropping, we can go back to normal. So like, no, you got to wait for numbers to drop to like the bottom before even thinking about letting people go back to normal. Yeah, I got to wait for that to to level out. And you you keep mentioning the Tiger King, and I'm I know I'm kind of scatterbrained, <laughs> and I jump all around here. And I talked about our internet going down. And yes, we have watched all of the Tiger King. And when the internet went down, Tracy was sitting there and and said, you know, I think I'm just going to start blaming everything on that fucking bitch Carol Baskin. <laughs> that fucking bitch Carol Baskin ruined our internet. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's fun to just say it now. <laughs> fucking Carol Baskin. <laughs> Do you think she killed yeah, her husband? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> It was just Come that on. the whole sardine oil comment just yeah. seemed really strange. Like, who the fuck would even think about putting like, sardine oil like, on something? I would have said, like, I would have had a million other things that probably would have popped into my head before sardine oil. <laughs> it was just really oddly specific. Yeah, like, like I would have put some meat in his pockets or <laughs> you know, some some what like the the, the lion urine, so like he's in heat, you know. Yeah, I need to go on the fucking sardine oil, like, like for what? I, I would think you would smell that. <laughs> yeah, that was just a little bizarre. But on the other thing, do you think she would need to even put sardine oil on her husband to get a line to fucking eat him? Unless she just covered him in sardine oil, kicked him in the cage, so she had to carry the parts in there. <laughs> uh. Yeah, um, there have been a couple of deaths recently that. That I was personally saddened by, although I don't believe that either of these two people died because of COVID-19. They just other complicating factors, other illnesses, old age, whatever. Uh, but, uh, Curly from the Globetrotters died. That was, that was sad. I've loved the Globetrotters since I was a teeny tiny little heathen. Yeah, I remember when I was a kid, they used to do a thing where the Globetrotters would come in and play the, uh, Kevin was offensive line or defensive line from the Green Bay Packers. Oh, really? Yeah, and it was always funny. Oh wow! I the the the, the big football players trying to play up against the uh, Globetrotters, and they would just make fun of them the whole time. <laughs> well, I've gotten to I've gotten to see the Globetrotters live. I think three different times, and I used to watch them on TV every time I could, whenever they'd have a special. And you know, the the Scooby Doo mashup with the Globetrotters was like the greatest thing ever when I was a kid. I remember that. I loved that shit. I I just think uh, the Globetrotters were awesome. Like they could do magic with basketballs. That was fucking amazing. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I've always loved the Globetrotters. And then Bill Withers died. Uh Musician. he Yeah, he was awesome, man. Um he he has a bunch of songs that I'm sure you may not know his name, but you've Know You've heard voice. a bunch of his songs, you know, Ain't No Sunshine, Lean On Me, Lovely Day, uh, Grandma's Hands. His songs are in commercials, a ton of different movies, you know, been around since oh, yeah. I think the 60s, late 60s, early 70s. Like, I don't, like, Ain't No Sunshine. I'm like, I don't know how many movies I've probably heard that song in. Oh, yeah. Movies and commercials. And yeah. It's just a very iconic song. Oh, yeah. And I just, I love all of his music. It's stuff that is constantly on on replay here in the house and on my headphones when I'm listening to music. I always have a bunch of his songs thrown into the mix for whatever I'm listening to. And 
Lovely Day is like my own personal theme song. <laughs> it's it's one of the songs that just like I could start every morning listening to that song and it's just fucking awesome. It, it makes me happy and start dancing around and I just I really like it. It's one of the songs I was telling Matt, I think you might have been uh away. You might have stepped away for a minute, Ryan, while we pre-show. Yeah. I was telling Matt that it's a uh, my personal theme song. I I don't mind having that stuck in my head as an earworm for days on end. I was trying to read there to see what it, what he what he possibly passed away from, but he was 81 years old, so Oh yeah. Yeah, he he'd he'd lived a fairly long life. Um but it was still sad to see him go. Tracy actually sent me the link to it. I it I it's one of those things where because I like Bill Withers so much, I figured for sure I would have known of his passing before she did. But she apparently was just reading about it, you know, laying in bed uh, reading stuff and, and told me about it. And I was like, oh, shit. It made me like I actually cried a little bit when I heard the Bill Withers had died. Yeah, It was just very sad to know that the one of the one of my favorite musicians of all time is now gone. So we'll have to end the show with one of his songs. That'll that'll be good. Hell yeah. It'll be a lovely day eventually, again, sometime. So I, I keep getting confused by your screen. Oh, yeah? I keep scrolling over because I got the two screens going on. Uh-huh. I keep going over to scroll down the screen. Oh, that's not mine. <laughs> it's, getting, it's getting strange for you. Hey guys, this is Brandy Hamrick. I'm from Charleston, West Virginia. Contrary to popular belief, we don't all fuck our cousins, and we didn't all vote for Trump. And you're listening to The Godless Revolution. Are you into spiritual epiphany and poop? Then come down to Deck 5. It's like Woodstock down there, but Catholic. If you have questions, comments, concerns, compliments, corrections, criticisms, or concepts for content, contact the show via email at godlessrevolution at gmail.com, by text or voicemail at 330-81-REBEL, or Twitter the twatter at TGR Podcast. Thank you! Well, I know that we've talked a little bit about the economy and how much um, it has suffered, and a lot of people, because of that uh, and because of COVID-19, are now out of work or reduced hours or they just can't work at all because their job entails dealing with the public and and the community where they live may be on lockdown and that the number of unemployment claims have like blown previous records for first time unemployment claims out of the water yeah. since uh, we've been tracking it yeah or yeah started it yeah since they started tracking for it and i published a picture of the unemployment claims it's it's just a a line graph of unemployment claims since the late 1960s when they started tracking it until present and there are a ton of people who when they look at this graph that i posted the line on uh, on the right at the end of the graph which shows this huge spike in claims i know that when i first saw this picture of the graph I didn't understand at first, on on first glance, that the line clear to the right of this graph isn't the border of this yeah. image. That is the new, <laughs> that is the new number for uh, claims. Yeah, it, yeah, it literally like a, goes a wall, straight up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it looks like the other border of this graph. Yeah, but it's not. That's just the new number of claims, which is. Is shocking. I mean, it, I think the previous record was 600 some odd thousand claims 
uh, and the new record was almost three and a half million. The the good thing is though, is that for the next like hundred years, whenever we look at this graph, we will always know where Trump Trump's presidency was. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it'll be it'll be that one tall line. That's Trump right there. <laughs> oh God, I can't I can't imagine how terrible things would be if he does win another four years in office. Yeah. Like I, it's to the point that I'm already fearing that if he loses the election, he may just decide he doesn't want to leave. And then what do we do? Like he'll, he'll yeah, just like, say, oh, I'm not no. going to, I'm not going to leave the white house. Yeah. We talked about that last time. Like what, what would happen? We've never had a situation where president said, Nope, not leaving. Yeah. yeah we do. We would do nothing about it. Yeah, and then I worry that if he wins re-election, that he will have so modified all of our institutions and all of our laws and all of our norms that even serving the two terms won't be enough, right? That, that, that things will be changed to such an extent that it won't matter. Like, he'll just become a dictator. Make himself king? Yeah. Like everyone feared Obama was going to do. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and the, I think it's funny. The, the things that everyone feared Obama was going to do is happening with Trump. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All of the fears they projected onto Obama have come true with Trump and they think it's great. And, and they called Obama the Antichrist. And Maybe. Trump is the Christ. <laughs> it's just bizarre to uh, me. I think religious thinking has a lot to do with it. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. It's And it's all the it's all the worst parts of religion, you know? Like there are there are bits of religion that you can point to and say, you know, that that it's not it's not a terrible thing that people want to get together, that they want to have community. Yeah, have community, worship with each other, you know, have a so, have social interaction, help each other. You know, help help other people in their congregation have bake sales and they get together for weddings and funerals. And it's, you know, it, it's a community for these people. And those aren't those aren't bad parts about religion. It would be great if people could find those things and organize those events outside of religion and, and having to yeah. buy into a lot of the superstitious bullshit and nonsense that comes along with religion. But you know, those things by themselves aren't inherently bad, but when you mix yeah. the religious aspect of all of it into it, where you view p other people outside your religion as, you know, you, there's a lot of othering that goes on throughout the various different religious faiths and thinking that you have this personal line to the creator of all things. And so anything that you believe he's telling you is perfectly justified because He's the ultimate power and ultimate authority. And then that can lead you astray in so many different ways that it's a really damaging thing. And it's not like they're using the better parts of religion to rally themselves around this fuckhead who's in the office, who's in the White House. They're using all the worst parts of it, all of the othering, the xenophobia, the racism, the homophobia, the, the transphobia. All of the worst aspects of religion are what rally people to Donald Trump. They need to be more like furries. <laughs> How so? They're they're an open, accepting community of people, and they don't try to influence laws. 
Yeah. And they're a group. They're a community. Yeah. They're tight knit. I mean, that group of furries beat the shit out of that guy abusing that woman a few months ago. They stand <laughs> up to bad people. I don't have any idea what you're talking about. Oh, you didn't hear about that one? Uh-uh. How would we a, have heard about that? <laughs> uh, it, it made the news because it, like, there was like, a furry convention going on, uh-huh. and a car was driving past, and a lady was inside the car screaming for help, uh-huh. and they went over there to help, and the guy was trying to do something to this woman. They got the woman out of the car and beat the shit and held him there until the cops got there, the guy that was abusing the woman in the car. Oh, wow. So the furries rest this lady. I had full heard furry that. costume. Well, so it's interesting photos of a bunch of furries holding a guy to the ground, like he's being attacked by a bunch of animals. Wow, yeah, I had no idea. I had not heard anything about that at all. But I, I just thought of furries. I was going to go with larpers, but I thought furries would be better for a community of people that don't influence our laws or try to make shitty fucking rules. Huh? You just get on. You got their community. Huh. It's, yeah, trying to make a joke. Maybe it didn't land. It's harder <laughs> to do jokes without you guys here. <laughs> I think it did just as well as most of yours. <laughs> Thanks, Matt. Yeah. Uh, well, it's been a pleasure chatting with you guys. We'll have, we'll have to do this again next week. Uh, we didn't have a show last week because I just I got so busy with stuff at work that I wasn't able to do a bunch of other stuff around the house throughout the week and Sundays are hard because that's usually the day that I handle a bunch of shit around the house and so we didn't have a show last week and then you know the audio issues and communication back and forth is a little challenging at this time but we'll we'll try to maintain this weekly thing um, yeah I definitely miss getting to sit in the basement and do it together oh yeah me too for sure but we gotta do what we gotta do yeah that'll wrap things up for us this week as we are not out of time before we go though I want to make sure that we thank our Patreon supporters that would be Alan Firth Christy Kalbach Gatheist Stephen Andrus Let the meat go, Pappy Two Skeptical Chaps Vanessa Don't be a Richard Nico Gonzalez Ollie Olson Utah Outcasts. Wes Aaron. Andrew Vodapich. Jeremy Goodson. Brandy Hamrick. Jeff Peterson. Arthur Gutschwind. Megan Mitchell. Tim Jacobson, who recently increased Tim. his his Patreon numbers. Thank you very much for that, Tim. Thank you, Tim. Janet Uter. Savita Kuna. Taylor Grin, who is going to be moving to Sweden. To Sweden. Incredible oh, news. Awesome. Yeah, I'm so excited uh, for them. That's cool. Purple Dragon. Captain Samples. Corey Ebert. Oh, fuck. Okay. <laughs> Freethinker215 and Comic Book Guys support Church of Satan. Worst podcast ever. Good job. Good job, Ryan. You did it first time. There weren't, there weren't <laughs> 10 or 11 takes this week for that. No. <laughs> Good job. Awesome. I think I feel you patting me on the head right now like a good one. <laughs> oh, oh, I miss you guys. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm glad to hear you're doing all right. I hope you stay safe. Uh stay healthy. Same to all of our listeners out in the audience. And so until next week. 
crucify the religious people who keep fucking up over and over and over again. Leave us a review if you think churches should be closed during the pandemic. And leave a review. <laughs> That's what I do. Damn it. <laughs> why, did that, why did that come to my mind? <laughs> You're just thinking about me. I guess. I never I never have to do your part. <laughs> That's real weird. Rate the show five times a day toward Mecca. <laughs> you know what I did? I, I heard something the other day that, or yesterday that when you were talking about uh, um, Outback, was it Outback or uh, Texas Roadhouse? Texas, Texas Roadhouse. Roadhouse. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the, <laughs> this guy buys a whole bunch of stickers that say actual size. And then he just goes around to restaurants, menus, and like finds pictures of little hamburgers and puts the stickers on there. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. Yeah.